You're listening to Verified, a podcast that talks about equity and inclusion. My name is Vanessa. Today, I have two very special guests, Lachey and Bella. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Um, So I'm just going to get you to introduce yourselves and your relationship to fashion. All right. So my name is Lachey. I am the founder and creative director of a jewelry company based in Toronto. We make pearl-based jewelry designs ranging from earrings, necklaces, um, anything of that sort. And that is my relationship to fashion. (laughs) Um, I'm Bella. I'm in second year fashion comm and uh, with a minor in journalism. And I currently am a writer for Style Circle, which bases a lot of their writing around fashion and the industry in general. So yeah. Amazing. Sorry. Are those your earrings that you have on right now? Yes. I don't wear anything else. Plug, plug. (laughs) Gotta wrap the brand. Um, So my first question for you both is what does it mean for you to be fashion conscious? And can you define it just in case there's someone listening and they don't know what that means? Um, Well, basically being fashion conscious is like taking into consideration the the strain the whole industry poses on the environment. It's like the second largest polluter in the world. So it's crazy. Um, so like when fast fashion companies like Forever mm-hmm. 21, H&M, the, a lot of those produce so much of the pollution that we currently are facing. So I think just being fashion conscious is being aware of what the things you're buying do to the environment because they all correlate. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um I think with fashion consciousness, you're just working towards making decisions and being mindful of those decisions. Mm-hmm. So there's this is a huge problem, fast fashion and sustainable sustainability in our fashion industry. There is no clear like one solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest fear that people hold is just, I'll, I won't be able to get it right. I can't do it. But being fashion conscious is just trying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and just making those little efforts in everything that you do. So that's what it is. Whenever you're buying something, if for it's if it's a big purchase or a small purchase, um, doing a little bit of research, mm-hmm. thinking how can I do this a little more um, environmentally friendly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's amazing. I think our generation definitely is paying a little more attention to like, what we're wearing and where we buy from, the conversations of like buying locally is a big conversation as with like your brand as well. And I think people want to partake in it. There's scares of like not being able to afford it. Um, Although they don't realize that like putting all your money into fast fashion is actually not going to anything and like benefiting anyone. So that's what I want to drift on to next is just like the way in which we brand ourselves. Um, How does fast, like thinking consciously about like what you're wearing actually affect your brand? I think especially now where climate crisis is like so prevalent and like everything is basically done on social media, you need to be, in order to be a successful brand, Mm -hmm. be fashion conscious because it's so, it's becoming slowly more important to millennials and Gen Z and like boomers, they're not really like the major, Mm -hmm. major consumers anymore. So yeah, (laughs) but like, I think in order to be successful, you need to partake in that when you're branding yourself. Because, mm-hmm. like, for example, the piece I wrote on greenwashing, like, a lot of people 
think H&M is being fashion conscious and they're doing all these things to make an effort. And then you read that and then it completely changes the demographic and it completely drops their sales. Mm -hmm. And that's why companies like H&M Greenwash, because they're trying to get people like us to continue to shop at their stores. So yeah, I think it's 100% necessary. Um, I think what got me into making conscious decisions or, or thinking about the environment was at first um, shopping local, supporting local businesses. Um, I love that idea. I love the idea that this piece was thought out. Somebody took their time. This was like um, a dream come true. And like if I if I can contribute to that, like I walk away feeling great. Mm-hmm. But the more I looked into that and started supporting my local businesses, um, the idea of fast fashion and environmentally um, friendly choices kept coming up, kept coming up. And um, as I built my brand, it just became something that I wanted to strive for, to know that whatever I'm making, whatever I'm producing, whatever I'm handing over to you um, was made by love by me, but also with love for the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's trickled down like subconsciously into what I would purchase for myself, clothing, shoes, um, Christmas gifts, whatever the case may be, to think about that. Hmm. That's a very very good answer from both (laughs) of you. Um, A lot, especially nowadays, we're on social media and a lot of being on social media is about branding your own self, branding your own image. Do you feel like the way in which you brand yourself is actually true to who you are? Um, I think so. Uh, like, obviously, I'm still a beginning at the beginning stages of branding myself, but I like for like what I put out there to be a representation of who I am because I think being as transparent as possible is so important um, for people to relate to you and for mm-hmm. people to actually pay attention to the things you do. And like, yeah, I'm really interested in sustainability and mental health and um, feminism and social justice, and like I like doing those little call outs on my story. And like, I think it gets people interested. It gets people wanting to pay attention to my account. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, social media has been very interesting. I started out and I did, I had no idea about branding. (laughs) I wasn't thinking about the effects of whatever I was posting. I didn't really think, you know, how will this be received by somebody else? Would this add value? Would this cause anxiety? Would this um, Mm -hmm. help you to grow or or anything like that? It was just a lot of self-validation and fun. (laughs) Um, But I've definitely done a lot of growth and change in myself over the last couple of years. Um, With Gaudi alone the past year, a lot has changed and Um, I share that on my social media and I think that's been a big change is to, to say like, I don't believe in this. Mm -hmm. I don't stand by this. Maybe this would get more likes. Maybe this would get more engagement, but it's, it doesn't add value to anybody. So that has definitely been a switch in my branding. Um, I think that I want to, I'm working towards being a lot more authentic, being a lot more real. Um, and most importantly, just adding value to whoever is engaging with the content. So that's, I, I'm working towards being as 
real and true to myself and my branding. That's amazing. Going off of that and just being true to yourself, how do you use fashion as a um, like freedom of expression? Me. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, fashion is definitely a form of expression. Um, I think my relationship with fashion has changed over the past, my time at Ryerson in the past four years, I began it. I just loved it. Like mm. I would just buy big colorful jackets and boots and um, it was just fun and it expressed myself. So I got it. <laughs> um, but my my thinking has changed. It's, um, oh, I got this from a thrift store mm. and, and I went with my best friend and we spent about two hours there and I just loved these pants because that day was so much fun. Mm-hmm. So that has changed. I have more of a relationship with my pieces and instead of them being um, for a great Instagram post, it, it's um, a story that goes into it and I would want to um, get 50 wears out of that outfit instead of five. Mm-hmm. Um I've gotten busier Mm -hmm. throughout my time at Ryerson. Now I'm in my fourth year juggling gaudy, juggling school, juggling all these different things. Um, I don't take two hours to get dressed in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't take time to really plan my outfit anymore. And my accessories truly have become more of an expression, more of where I have my fun. Um, And so making those sustainable ethical choices in whatever I'm accessorizing with Mm-hmm. That has changed. And for you, Bella, do you feel like your style tells like a story about who you are? Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I have always like when I think when I first discovered fashion, um, it was always something where I was like, this is how I can stand out mm-hmm. rather than it being like, oh, my personality. Like this is how I can express my personality visually at a first hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like pushing the limits, like wearing things that are, would be considered slutty and would be considered too much. Mm-hmm. And I like pushing those limits to be like, well, no, mm-hmm. I'm confident in myself. And I kind of use that to like tell other women if they're comfortable mm-hmm. to like do it. Like who cares what that guy has to say about exactly. it? Just like wear what you want because it's like, I feel so good in my, mm-hmm. like good, so good when I wear things like that. Literally a conversation yeah, I was having yeah. with James today is, uh, I don't know if any of you can relate, but sometimes I'll go to the club. I don't go often. <laughs> <laughs> but when I do, I'm feeling super confident in it. I'm like, damn, I look sexy. And then I'll walk on the street and I'm like, oh, I look very different. Yeah. Like, you just feel judged. But you're like, it's just a tire. I felt hot like two minutes ago. Yeah. Why is there like a sudden change? And mm-hmm. it is like with judgment. So leaning into my next question... I want to ask if there's ever been a time as like trendsetters that you felt kind of uncomfortable to like wear a certain outfit based off of like the opinions or just like the pushback that you would get for trying something different. Um, Definitely like a lot of things that I wear that are over revealing are tough things to leave the house in just because you're you're you grow up in a society that tells you like you can't wear Mm -hmm. these things and if you wear these things people are going to look at you the wrong way and there are true dangers like you can be harassed and Mm -hmm. you will I have been harassed um but like I remember one time in high school we didn't have a technical dress code so I I was I dressed (laughs) kind of very revealing um and 
I just remember I was wearing like a bralette with like a cool suede jacket with like fringe and my, I had an orthodontist appointment and I had to go and sign out. So the vice principal was talking to me and it was a woman and she's like, are you sure you don't want to change before you go to the orthodontist? Mm. And I think that was the first time like from another woman, like who was so much older than me, who Mm -hmm. literally was like just sexualizing me in front of my face to go to the dentist. Yeah. And I think that was kind of my first experience being like, well, shit, like people actually judge you Mm -hmm. based on what you wear, like with no context as to why you wear it. This is like full on judgment. Hmm. Yeah. Why were you wearing it? Because I felt confident in it. And it was summer and there's no air conditioning in the school. (laughs) (laughs) It's hot. And I, I felt like, yeah, I felt cute and I felt confident in my Mm -hmm. body and I thought I should have the right to express that. Yeah. Um, I am a very curvy Mm. black lady (laughs) and it has been a journey to um, embrace those curves Mm -hmm. and love those curves and everything that comes with them. Um, I don't, I might not be able to get away with things as easily as, as, as somebody else would. And that was, as a teenager, that was a process and mm-hmm. um, adulting, learning. Um, yes, I can wear whatever I want. How do I want to be perceived? How do I want to interact? How do I want to make other people feel? Um, and also saying, like, I don't really care how I make yeah. other people feel. I feel great. So um, the balance in all of that has been a journey. I think with Finding Gaudi, um, people do look at you a lot and and I can't show up to class in sweats anymore. I have customers in class who are upholding, I'm upholding an aesthetic. I'm upholding that what you see on Instagram is going to be what you see Mm -hmm. here in our 8 (laughs) a.m. mandatory class. Um, So I'm always thinking about that. And whatever whatever pieces I'm producing, um, like... The design process, I have to fight that internal monologue mm-hmm. that no one's going to like this. No one's going to wear this. This is so gaudy and ornate. This is so excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, I never promised you I was going to make you your everyday pieces. I mm-hmm. never said that. I I told you these are statement pearl earrings. Mm-hmm. So in all of these choices of what I'm wearing and, and what I'm producing to listen to that inner voice and allow myself to to express my creativity and express my self-expression in what I wear. Mm-hmm. That's so valid and very poetic. Um, <laughs> I want to go back to something that you said, Bella, in the, in the telling the story about your one teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a lot of times that it's actually women telling each other, like, hey, you can't wear that. Oh, that's a little too yeah. revealing. Um, I was very thick. Mm-hmm. Thicker than I am now. I like my curves. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but growing up, and my mom used to tell me I can't wear stripes that go across. Uh, she told me it makes me look wider. So like the secret in fashion is to like wear stripes going down. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, just like within the fashion industry, it's very like Eurocentric and you have to look a certain way and a certain image. How do you think the fashion industry could improve and like what are you doing within your own work to actually push the fashion industry a little bit more? In terms of body image? In terms of just diversity all around. Okay, okay. Um, Well, first of all, I'd like to point out that a lot of plus-size fashion isn't actually Mm plus-size. 
And a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of plus size models aren't actually plus size mm-hmm. and they pad them a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, really? yeah they pad them that. to make them larger than they are instead of hiring actual women with actual curves, curves on their yeah. body. Um, I find that fashion brands tend to put plus size women and baggier clothes mm-hmm. and they tend to hide their bodies or do things to make them look like women who have, let's say, a society, like a like a skinnier mm-hmm. build. Um, I don't know. Like, that's a tough question because the fashion industry is so shady. <laughs> <laughs> like, they do so many things and they try so hard to make themselves look a certain mm-hmm. way. And then you look into things and you're like, no, you're not actually doing any of those things the way you should be. Yeah. Um, there are brands coming out with plus wear that basically are is for you to like embrace your body. Savage Fenty, like mm-hmm. literally, I love Savage. yeah, showing women with curves like how they should be seen, which yeah. is naturally. There's no need for airbrushing. There's no need to like, oh, maybe wear a corset to make your like waist mm-hmm. look thinner. Like, there's no need for that. It's just embrace your body because that body is sexy. Mm-hmm. And I think how I try and do that through myself is like trying to post as much, as much confidence as I can on my Instagram. Cause obviously every girl, mm-hmm. every person has body issues and they have trouble loving their bodies. But I think showing that confidence and showing like here, I don't have a perfect model body. This is my body. I'm bloated today. Mm-hmm. I'm on my period. I have cramps. I look like I'm four months pregnant. <laughs> like, but I'm still confident and yeah. I'm still wearing what I'm wearing. And I think I've heard from a lot of girls in my program that like my posts like that, like where I'm just showing my body and my underwear, it's helpful to feel like, mm-hmm. okay, this is someone who I know and who I've seen like for 8 a.m. classes mm-hmm. looking <laughs> kind of ridiculous in sweatpants and she's like loving her body. So I think, yeah, just making small steps towards that. That's very, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Some confidence over in this corner. <laughs> um, in terms of changing things or, or looking at the fashion industry and, and working towards more diversity, um, I think, so it's very easy to feel like oh, like I am bigger, I have this and I have that and I have this and I have that and oh, like if only. But I think I've actually gotten to the point where I see those things as strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, I find I can have really authentic, genuine conversations Mm -hmm. with people off the bat. I'll be shopping and the sales associate will be like, oh, can I like whatever? And we'll just start talking about our curves and we'll just start talking about like the thing that's not, that's not going to fit, yeah. like that's not going to work. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like I got something for you. Don't worry. And she, you know, so my acne, my mm-hmm. plus sizeness, my big thighs, my love handles, they're great. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. And like, um, as somebody now who's producing pieces, um, I have that insight and yeah. If I can do anything to just empower you and let you know that's your strength, I'm gonna do it. You know, <laughs> I have um, a collection, and it we have cellulite, thick thighs, hyperpigmentation, and these are all pieces that we carry. And whatever it may be, rock them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and so those are things that maybe you would hide or, or yeah. feel insecure about. But I'm gonna put them 
on your ears in pearls and I'm going to let you know it's okay. <laughs> um, as well with any photo that's published or produced, um, aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. would be like, oh, let's put a filter over this and let's, you know, blemish everything out. But that's not harmful. One photo that goes out, that's not bad, mm-hmm. right? But when you're doing it constantly and every other company is doing it constantly Mm -hmm. and a girl is just constantly seeing all of this on her feed day after day, week after week, Mm -hmm. month after month, comparing herself and wondering why don't I don't match up. That one photo matters. Yeah. So anything that um, I put out on Instagram, I try to make sure that it is, um, it's not going to be edited. It's, I'm going to see your pores and I'm going to see your cellulite and I'm going to see your freckles and, Mm -hmm. you know, out of place baby hair. Um, and that's just what it is. If somebody doesn't like that, they don't have to look. They can go to Victoria's Secrets um, Instagram page. Yeah. They can go to whoever they want. <laughs> and they can find it there. Um, but at the same time, letting girls, big, small, short, tall, whatever your body type is, um, you're beautiful and there's a space for you. Yeah. I love that. Saying that, like cellulite, naming your earrings, that it's like a huge the metaphor. things that you just, would want to hide. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is. I really like that. Yeah. Um, so both of you actually have platforms that have the ability to reach a lot of people. We have Bella, who writes for Style Meg, and then we have Lachey, okay, who actually has her own jewelry company. And I think both of those things are amazing. And the reach that you have, even though I think, too, when we're talking about like female issues and female empowerment— we sometimes exclude people who are transitioning. Um, and I think the fashion world actually allows those types of people to express themselves as well. And I think that's super beautiful. So when I use women, I use it generically to mean people um, who identify as being women, not just the biological. Just disclaimer. <laughs> but um, how does fashion allow you to create spaces to empower other women? Well, obviously, the physical aspect of it. So what you wear mm-hmm. and how you perceive yourself and how people see you. Um, I also think that their fashion gives you like kind of an androgynous level of things. And I mm-hmm. think that's becoming way more um, impactful as of recently. Whereas people who identify as men can show up in a skirt and hopefully hopefully don't get harassed about probably will by like Mm -hmm. older people but um it's becoming more comfortable for both men and women and anyone in between to kind of express theirself and move along the spectrum a little bit and I think that's kind of a really beautiful thing like to see someone like for example Jaden Smith who was in a Louis Vuitton ad and he was wearing a whole skirt like a traditional feminine outfit Mm -hmm. um it's empowering and it's beautiful to see and it kind of allows people to be like well I can do that too like why not um so yeah I think fashion is a great impact on all of those things is there anything you do in particular to create spaces for women um I think through social media Mm -hmm. kind of showing off like different outfits and like how I I guess, find my creative energy and, like, all of that stuff and, like, showing the fact that, oh, I have a pimple and, like, (laughs) like I have writer's block Mm -hmm. and all of these things. Um, I think, again, going back to the fact that, like, wearing very revealing outfits, Mm -hmm. I think that most women are uncomfortable with it. Um, And I think that's kind of my way of being, like, 
be proud of your body, yeah. be proud of yeah, like your feminine attributes and like show them off because you have no right to be sexualized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a weird way, I feel like people grow when they're uncomfortable too. Yeah. So if another female is uncomfortable that you're wearing revealing clothing, it's like, okay, check yourself. Why are you uncomfortable? Exactly. Um, which I really like doing that to mm-hmm. people. I'm like, mm, let me make you uncomfortable. Really kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it, it lets you like look into things. Like mm-hmm. even if I see something and I'm uncomfortable by it, you kind of stop and you wonder, you're like, why? Mm-hmm. Why does that bother me? Why does it kind of make me cringe? Exactly. And then you can look into that and then kind of change your viewpoints a bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I've loved so much is when you're starting something like this, you you can do whatever you want. You can dictate however things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And um, as I've grown and as I've learned and as I've met more people, um, my boundaries have been pushed and my understanding has been pushed and, and broadened. Um, drag queens love gaudy. So oh. we have a <laughs> lot of drag queens and we do custom pieces um, that has been so much fun, so much creativity. Um, come like coming to me with these mm-hmm. designs, and I'm like, "Whoa! Like I would never have thought about that. Let's do it." That's so cool. That is really cool. <laughs> I love that. So that has been very fun, and and meeting this whole new community mm-hmm. of um, vibrant, energetic, fashion loving people. That is one thing that I really think the fashion industry has done. Um, but not enough and not yeah. good enough. Yeah. So we're going to do more and yeah. we're going to do it better. <laughs> um, as well, I, throughout everything that I do with Gaudi, the message is adornment for your girl boss journey. Mm. So I, I find that that can be isolating perhaps for people. Maybe it's something I should think about rebranding. <laughs> but The idea is do not take yourself out of the running before you've Mm -hmm. even tried. Um, Whatever obstacle you are going through or challenge that you're facing, we want to adorn you while you go through it, right? The the idea behind a pearl, people are like, why pearls? Um, Like the shell of an oyster. I've said this so many times, but (laughs) I'm like Lady Gaga every time she has an interview. (laughs) But... um, an oyster shell, a little piece of dust floats into the shell mm-hmm. and the oyster's immediate reaction is to release this little liquid and it embodies this cluster of dirt. And over time, under pressure, that cluster actually forms a pearl. Mm. And then you open up the shell and you have this gorgeous pearl. But what that symbolized for me was that you're 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 down and under. Things suck, like this is horrible. Like I've fallen and I cannot get up. <laughs> but um, you get a pearl out of yeah. that, you know. So whatever piece you're wearing, the names speak to it. Like it's your, the first day of your internship. It's boy bye. You're going through a breakup. Um, wear this during your 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 triumphs and your battles, and um, let it bring you empowerment. Let it bring you yeah. joy and. Um, Adornment. I love that you do that. That is so inspiring. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, Okay. And we briefly spoke about like the Eurocentric, sorry, um, industry and just like the traditional definitions of beauty. Um, I did a project my first year of university where I asked women of all ages and of all ethnicities, body types to just define what beauty meant to them. 
Um, so I want to ask that question here today as well. Do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> beauty. Um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> um, I've always found that I like things that other people didn't like. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought that was gorgeous and I was just going to rock that. And um, somebody else would be like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> I really want to do that. Um, at the end of the day, most of the time it's worked out, but um, truly beauty is if you like something, if it brings you joy, if there is meaning in it, whatever it is, if you're um, picking a piece of jewelry, if you are shopping for um, a Christmas gift for your mom, if you are walking on home and you see a leaf on the side of the road, like... Um, that's beauty. Yeah, those little moments, anything that, that brings joy. Yeah. I think beauty can literally be whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, as long as it, like you said, brings joy to you and doesn't also harm other people mm -hmm. while producing this joy for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think literally beauty can be, I think everyone has their own definition of it. And I think I don't know. I've never been asked that. <laughs> so it's kind of hard, but I, I think the only thing I can really think of is like, it, it's whatever you want it to be and whatever makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of like, if we're talking about physical beauty, mm -hmm. um, young people, all right, <laughs> you're not going to like the way you look. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very rare for you to be like 14 years old and be like, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> this is great. I love everything that God did here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, you fall in love with yourself yeah. as you get older. So if there's anyone listening to this who is like 20 and younger, yeah. it's okay to be ugly. <laughs> You're going to love those things later on. They're mm -hmm. going to give you personality. They're going to toughen you up. Mm -hmm. That weird nose, that like, you know, lumpy knee, whatever the case may be, um, it's going to be part of you later yeah, on. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can testify to that. <laughs> Everything I didn't like before now, I'm like, ooh. Yes, <laughs> yeah, curves. that's your asset. Yeah. 100%. I like the toughening up part because uh, I feel like that's why you grow so strong to like the attacks that you're like, no, I actually like this about me. And you start defending it. Yes. And that actually creates like your mentality. Like, yes. I am beautiful. I do like this about me. Yeah. Um, it's hard though. Like, I think I'm gorgeous. And yeah. that was years of confidence I had yeah. to get built up. <laughs> but all of my siblings look different. I also think they're all beautiful too. Um, that question of like, what makes you beautiful? Every time I ask a woman, they're always taken back and they're like, Crazy oh, I've question. never thought about it. Or they say, yeah. in the eye of the beholder, I don't want to think about it. I just want to <laughs> move on. But it's when you have to think about why you see things through a different lens and what attracts you and what doesn't, you start really dissecting yourself. And I think people don't realize that it's a tricky question because you see it all the time, but it's to look into yourself and actually give a meaningful answer. You're like, whoa, that's yeah. deep. So moving on to sustainability, mm -hmm. um, a part of being like fashion conscious is also um, keeping up with trends and having up-to-date fashion, whether or not you're thinking critically about it or not. Um, so how do you do your part in being sustainable? Um, research. Lots and lots and lots and lots of research. Um, you need to be able to see what companies are saying and what's actually true and what they're saying because they will lie to make people to like continue buying their things. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think one thing that's super impactful is thrifting. I've like grown to love it and vintage shopping as well. And these mm-hmm. pieces last you like a million times longer than a shirt from H&M would last you. Um, so yeah, I think definitely 100%. I do my research and learning about it because it's so um, important right now in my program. They teach it to us a lot of the time. You become more aware of these things. And I think just opening your eyes and like understanding that these things are all like connected. What you mm-hmm. buy is connected to what ends up in a landfill in like a third world country. Um, so yeah, I think that's just research is my main kind of point. I think I've only been around for a year, less than a year. Um, right now, there's, especially in the last um, couple months, there's been a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. And whenever making a decision, it's been, okay, like, is this from the mind? Or is this from the soul? Is this, like, from the heart? Like, <laughs> is this from your ego? <laughs> How do you want to proceed here? Um, I... Being like a one-man show, I can make those decisions and I can say, you know what, I'm not going to do that because Mm -hmm. it's unethical, purely and simply. Um, There have been like great opportunities that would be money, (laughs) but um, saying like, no, like, um, yeah, and doing that. um, I've also had to decide, you know, I'm probably not going to be your one-stop shop for super trendy pearl pieces. Mm. Um, I the, My business model doesn't allow for that. I cannot produce something overnight. I Like, if you think about the fact that, like, Kim Kardashian can wear something on the runway today and it's on fashion over tomorrow, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, how does that happen, right? Not going to be able to do that, not willing to participate. Mm. Um, so everything that I design is more of a unique take and it comes from like inspiration and I'll get an idea for a piece. I'll research it. I'll research the pieces that go into it, the components. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm going to take my time with it. I'm trusting that if you are purchasing from Gaudi, you like that this is a small business. You like that this is handmade. You like that this is sustainably produced and that thought went into it. So you don't need the piece. I'm not doing express shipping. Mm -hmm. I'm like, It'll get to you within a week or two, and it will be made with all of those components taken care of. So how did, has social media influenced or impacted you? Um, I think it's done both positively and negatively. Um, I had got social media when I was Instagram specifically, probably in like the eighth grade. Mm. So pretty wow. young. Yeah. Like I was I was pretty young. I think like, I'm guessing ages now in my yeah, eighth my grade. Um, how old are you in eighth grade? Like thir- four, 12, mm-hmm. wow. 12 or 13. And to like, like you, oh, it kind of opens you up into a world mm-hmm. of like, oh my God, like who are all these people? Who are all these connections? Who like, how, how are they dressing like this? Yeah. Where do they get their inspiration from? So in that sense, it was very positive because it allowed me to express myself but then with that expression comes comparisons. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've looked on Instagram and just like wanted to cry or like wanted, looked up diets to make myself look that certain way. And this is like when thigh gaps were very much like 
Brutal. Yeah, it was all over Tumblr. Oh my God, y'all remember Tumblr? Thighs need to touch, (laughs) you know, if they do. Yeah. So this is when thigh gaps were like big. Mm -hmm. And I did everything in my power. Like I wouldn't eat. I would work out every day and not in a good way. Not to like um, get something good for my body, Mm -hmm. but to look how every other girl I saw looked. Um, But then those things switch and you realize that you know, this isn't helping me. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I saw, one influencer I was following, and she said, if someone makes you feel like shit about yourself, unfollow them. Mm-hmm. And it's, you never really think of that to just unfollow them because you're like, well, they're inspiring. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they make me feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like, why would you pay attention to everything they do every day? And I think that's super, super, super helpful. Just mm-hmm. unfollow them. They're not going to get mad. They don't care. Yeah. Um. But right now, I think my relationship with social media is way more positive. I like putting things out there. I like making people feel good. It's how I express myself. And it's how I can promote my work and promote my writing. And I think it's a good tool, but you need to know how to use it correctly Mm -hmm. to make yourself also happy. I agree with that. I think a lot of people, I like the notion of just like, they're not going to care. Just unfollow them. If they're not benefiting your life. I've also done that with ex-friends or people yeah. who have just spiritually, I'm a very spiritual person and I get just bad energy and bad vibes just overnight. Yeah. I'll just be like, oop. <laughs> <laughs> and when I see like their pictures come up on my Instagram, I feel that in my soul. Exactly. So it's nothing personal to just unfollow someone and it's not it really. And when you hear it all the time, like it's, it's not you, it's me. It's just like my soul is not connecting with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to unfollow you. And I feel so peaceful and it's just like I follow motivational quotes because if I'm on it and I will admit I'm on it way too much this is how I found both of you (laughs) (laughs) um I'm gonna like use it as a board like a Pinterest but um productively with motivational quotes or people who I look up to and admire before I really knew you as following you Mm -hmm. and I thought you were very inspiring then I saw your article on style um style circles shout out to them (laughs) um and it was good writing good pieces so I was like these are the type of people who I'd want to share their stories and I think those are the type of people that students or just anybody people humans should just follow in general like real natural natural people who have things to say that are good um but I will let you speak (laughs) (laughs) um love that so the question was about um social media (laughs) yes how has it influenced you okay um yeah I got Instagram in grade 10 I was about 15 16 years old way too young to know what I was doing. Um, A lot of validation seeking. I look back at what I was posting and I was like, oh my gosh, Lachey, you need like to go home? Like what were you doing? Um, It was not about Mm self-love. It was not about empowering other people to love them, their bodies or whatever. It was validation seeking. Mm -hmm. Um, don't like it. So have cleared out my feet a couple of times um, because I think now Instagram is your business card. It's your resume. It's your your handshake in the door. Like whatever you post is really a reflection of who you are and what you believe, whether we like it or not. It mm-hmm. is how people um, perceive you, you know? Um, so just being very aware and conscious of what you're posting Um as well, 
what you're looking at, what you what what you per, what you perceive is what you conceive. Mm. Whatever you're seeing, like it's going to be what you're thinking about on a daily basis. It's going to be how you validate your decisions. Um, and so I've done big sweeps where you just unfollow anything that makes you feel like garbage. Like you were saying, Bella, like you need to be so aware of how does this make me feel? And that comes with a lot of self-reflection. That comes mm-hmm. with a lot of um, thoughtfulness and um, just being, once again, very conscious of, of what you're allowing yourself to to take in on a daily basis. Um, now social media is very positive. I, I found beautiful people who look like me, that don't look like me, that challenge me to think mm-hmm. differently, that challenge me to to keep thinking the way I'm thinking about certain things. Um, and so, yeah, I want to encourage people to do that, to take that step. If you feel like there's somebody in your circle or somebody in your social group that you cannot unfollow, but you know that they're having a negative impact on you, you can mute them. <laughs> I love Ooh. muting people. Mute, 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 right down there. So they don't, they don't know. Nothing happens. You just don't have to see it. Yeah. Right? Um, oh, I should have did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because sometimes, you know, yeah. something, it can, it can bring up some awkward yeah. moments. Oh, yeah. um, muting is powerful. That was good on Instagram. Um, lastly, I think that social media really, um, created a space for creativity in Mm -hmm. myself to be fostered, um, to see the potential in things. I don't think I would have started Gaudi without Instagram. When I started Gaudi's Instagram, I followed, um, like Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Beyonce, and my boyfriend. And that was it. And like, (laughs) um, yeah, but. Would I have done that without Instagram? No. You mm. know, those were the people that inspired me and slowly gave me the confidence to post more and more. So following those positive accounts, there are great accounts out there. Find them mm-hmm. and and allow yourself to enjoy. If you could um, recreate the meaning of verified, how would you define it? Um, I would say to be verified on Instagram, you need to be consciously thinking about what you're putting out there. Mm. If you are like... You know, as your creator, once you begin to have a little bit of a following, once you begin to realize people are messaging you and being like, oh, that was great. Or like, what about this? And what do you think about that? Like people now, they care about what you think. Mm-hmm. Once you get to that point, you need to write down a couple questions for yourself and think before you post, does this mark every box? You know, is this, this is, this, this is, um, whatever your criteria is, but consciously thinking through what you're posting because it it affects people. Yeah. Well, I definitely shouldn't, I don't think it should be based on how much money you have because you do have to buy your verification. And mm-hmm. some people who literally are like, you're like, why are they verified? Because <laughs> they're just, they have money. Um, I think it shouldn't be based on that. And I don't think there should be people who, try to who like go against what they kind of say just to profit mm-hmm. um the kardashians do it all the time how they want to promote all of these things and then well, let me also promote fit tea because you want to be skinny and it's just it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. and even other other um, influencers do it all the time where they have a little following and then they become sellouts i don't think that's okay and i don't think that should be what defines being verified. I think it needs to be, like you said, um, a list of social values, and it needs to be something that creates a positive space for creatives and just for people who are using Instagram for fun. Mm. Um, But yeah. 
In one word, what does it mean to verify yourself? Brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Work. (laughs) Yeah. Brutal work. A lot of work. Um, Sacrifices. Mm. Yeah. Love. (laughs) As corny as that sounds. (laughs) Made with love. Done with love. Mm -hmm. Anything done in love is okay. You know? I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah, yeah. But, um... (laughs) Yeah. I think transparency is my my final answer. I like that. Transparency. I like that. Yeah. Love and transparency. Thank you ladies so much for joining us today on Verified. I'm so glad that you blessed me with this. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners. Plug in your Instagrams. bxlla.pbixla.p <laughs> And um, check me out on Style Circle. I have two articles out and I have one coming out this week. Gaudi Inc. G-A-U-D-I-I-N-C. Um, we have a Christmas campaign coming out, but this will not be aired for a while, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it won't be. I'll have multiple articles posted <laughs> yeah. by the time this is aired. <laughs> um, yeah, just follow us on Instagram. Gaudi Inc. 